Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just a puppet here. If you want to place blame, then look to the puppeteer. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, pedigree. Welcome to another episode of Machiavellian Fucks. Our succession podcast about the Roy family, and I'm not your fucking sugar daddy. I'm Jason Madison, alongside Nando Vila, and we get it. We're here for you. <laughs> we, we're here for you. Yeah. Um, Good tweet, bad tweet, hit a little too close to home. That's like right. my life. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time, and uh, i just never seen a show bring my life so into it. Um, felt Felt like this episode spoke to me. <laughs> well, let, let's start off. Let me ask you this, Nando. Or you and Maze, um, what's your favorite Nirvana song? Oh, 
You know, I, I actually just, I am actually producing a podcast about Nirvana as we yeah. speak. Oh, um, really? Dope. Yeah. Um, I have this whole, we have this whole explanation as to why Nirvana happened when it happened. And it has to do with the collapse of the lumber industry in the Pacific Northwest in the 1970s. But mm. I digress. Um, my favorite Nirvana song, I think is, I think is Drain You. Uh, from yeah. Nevermind. Yeah. Uh, I love that song. Uh, but, uh, but Rate Me is great. And uh, I was not <laughs> expecting that. And yeah. uh, great use of Nirvana. I mean, one of our theories is that the Zoomers love Nirvana, that Nirvana is coming back, and that, yeah. the, and that the Gen Zers love uh, Kurt Cobain's like nihilism, um, comedic nihilism, I would call it, uh, yeah. because he, they have he, no hope for the future. <laughs> yeah. He plays well to a lot of generations for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah. I love uh, the idea or the concept behind your Nirvana podcast. I, there's a there's a bunch of documentaries on Kurt Cobain. I'm a big fan of the Forever 27 Club. I can go on and on about him. Yeah. Um, there's one where it's, I think I have the DVD. It might be like Criterion where it's about a boy. And I think it's just like audio recordings of him. And there's like all this, uh, all these shots of like uh, people, you know, doing lumberjack work basically while yeah. his audio is played in the background so it's, it's yeah. uh, really the reason dope. why they wore flannel it was yeah. an ironic nod to lumberjack culture because they're like mm -hmm. not they're like artsy you know sensitive kids exactly. um, they were the opposite of lumberjacks but uh but they wore flannel as a kind of like yeah like an ironic uh representation of the culture that they come from um so yeah yeah um, and, I, and i think that music choice was interesting based off of who obviously it's you know the song and everything is going on in the scene but brother and sister they both were probably into nirvana at some point in their lives you know based off of the yeah. ages that they are um but then it made me ask another question and i don't know if it's if everybody believes it's buttoned up but is it for sure kendall yeah, because oh, you yeah. see the boxes Definitely. of the jbl in the he office and no no but that's but that's what boxes. i'm saying like Okay, so the reason why I asked that question is the guy, uh, I don't I think his name might be Colin, that's Logan's like enforcer or whatever. Security guard. Security guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in and had an exchange with Kendall and he was like, I see you. And I don't know, maybe if it's a setup for a later thing in another episode, but yeah. I was like, Is he setting Kendall up to look a certain way? I don't know. I just it well, there was something in that exchange that was like, What's what's at play here? That guy, well, that because that guy was that guy knows about Kendall Handled killing. Murder. Oh yeah, yeah, no, of course, but yeah. I didn't know if he was saying like. Jason still... Sand did Logan <laughs> deep like, seat like, this one. Yeah, it's yeah, a false yeah. flag. It was yeah. a false flag. Logan's their favorite Nirvana song that played. Right. <laughs> well, he just, he, but he just said he he might have just set Kendall up. Right. It, it, yeah. it also felt weird afterwards when he seemed to know this was going to happen when Shiv comes in his office and he's just right. sitting there like real coy, like mm, I told you so. I, well, <laughs> I think he took I think he took certain pleasure. He takes certain pleasure in watching his kids. Uh, go moves. at each other, yeah, yeah. make moves and pu punch each other, counter punch each other. Like he probably respected the move, right. um, and that's why he uh, uh, that's why he kind of like smiled. And he also he also kind of on some sick level appreciates when their kids go out there and try to be like him, essentially yeah. like be the leader leader guy, um, yeah. and then they just fucking immediately just fall fucking right on their face. Yeah. Um, but you know when I when I heard the rape me uh, 
the opening uh, the opening chords of Rape Me. Do, do you guys know the story of the of the 1993 uh, MTV Video Music Awards and that song? Because um, like, so Nirvana obviously Nirvana's peak, you know, from when they blew up to when Kurt Cobain killed himself was something like it was like two years. Like it was it was a very quick and like spectacular. Um, you know, supernova. Like it's it's hard to describe to someone young now, um, just like how big they were, and both uh, in both the sense that they were popular, but also like bulletproof in terms of their critical acclaim. Like n- not a single critic uh, was was against Nirvana. So and like that doesn't really happen anymore in the same way. But um, when they're at the peak of their powers, their follow up to Nevermind is one of the most anticipated albums like in the history of rock music right in utero um and uh, you know the mtv video music awards was the biggest cultural thing at in the world at the time um and they're the headlining act and Kirk Cobain tells them, I want to play a song called Rape Me. <laughs> and MTV's like, no fucking way you can do that. <laughs> like, no fucking way we're going to allow this because we're going to have, you know, uh, activists and conservative backlash and shit like that. Um, and this was like a huge behind the scenes fight for weeks in which like Kirk Cobain's like, well, I'm not playing the VMAs. And MTV's like, holy shit, like Nirvana's the biggest band in the world. And, and you know, so finally... Um, Kurt Cobain relents and gives in and he's like, okay, fine. We won't play, uh, uh, rate me. We'll play, um, in bloom, I think, or Livium, one of the two. Um, <laughs> and so like, okay, like, okay, it's settled. It's agreed. So fucking Kurt Cobain walks up there, uh, headlining MTV and he gets his guitar out and immediately starts playing the opening chords to rate me, you know, and then just kind of smiles and then plays the other song. <laughs> and you can just imagine the the CEO of MTV or like the, the head, the, the executive producer of the VMA is just like having an absolute panic attack. Um, <laughs> just as like he's about Shiv. to play rape. Just like Shiv. Like exactly. Shiv. Oh like, my God. That's exactly what I thought of. Like Shiv was the, whoever the person who was in charge of the VMAs um, and in charge of that, like very tense negotiation with, with Kirk Cobain um, probably had that exact reaction to Shiv. Like, turn it fucking up. Turn on his fucking mic. <laughs> Shiv was hot. She was not fucking with that moment at all. And she, yeah. and you know, it's so funny because she moves through the world. Like she can't get caught off guard. She's so slick. She's always got to drop on somebody. And then it's like, when it gets her, it's like, what? Like, how dare this motherfucker? And it's like, yeah, you are in the game. Just like everybody else. Like everybody's going to get hit, you know? Um, but I feel like one of the key questions of the episode, uh, Logan asked, um, later in the episode, he asked, does Shiv even like me? And he's Mm. asking that to Shiv, but I feel like that was kind of like the key note for me in the episode because I feel like Tom feels that same way. He he seems to have made up his mind in some way. I feel like Tom also has some other things at play, you know, from his conversations with Greg and the number he pulls out of his jacket and all this, you know, little stuff he's doing. Um, And then obviously Kendall is the big person. I mean, he knows Shiv doesn't like him now, but he's self-engineered and propelled that you know uh just all the way to to push her to her wits end and drop the document and do that but yeah i feel like a lot of people are asking them like where they stand with shiv because now logan has given shiv power and she's like it's time for me to move like i gotta go i i suspect logan doesn't actually care whether shiv likes him or not he just knows he needs her right now um you know he, he he needs her because he can't trust jerry um and you know they've they've kind of made like a a slight reference to jerry um 
being a little too autom- autonomous for their liking as CEO. Right. Um, and, you know, he always doesn't have Kendall. He, he, he needs someone that he can, like, own. Um, and the only people that he knows he can own are his kids because he can manipulate them psychologically to his whims. And he knows that by, like, playing the puppy dog with Shiv, like, being like, do you even like me? Do you even like me? Like, Logan Roy doesn't give a shit if anyone likes him, right. you know? Um, but he he's just manipulating her. Yeah. Um, to, to do what he wants. And that seems to be the only way he can manipulate her because throughout the conversation, like he's trying to tell her these lies and she's obviously like, okay, dad, like I know you're lying to me, but just like, how are you going to present this to the world though? You know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's still trying to figure it out. He's still trying to work through it. And that's really his struggle through the, throughout the whole episode is like, you know, he talks to Michelle Ann after she's on the show, whatever, and he's like lost it. He's like, oh, my son just, you know, can put his dick out there and make the world do whatever it wants to do. And it's like she's looking at him like, but there's other shit actually going on than you and your son. Like all these people were affected like this is real shit and this is going to change your company. And you're just acting like it's some regular family drama. And so he finally gets awoken to it at the very end of the episode. It's like, you know, Jerry and everybody's literally like at his door. Like, you have to cooperate. Like all of your, <laughs> you know, all of your games and machinations and all that stuff is done. Like you now you have to start playing this other game. This, you know, like he said, he, he can play the politics because it's all people. But, you know, Logan wants the power. He doesn't want to answer to anybody. And that's what he's about to have to start doing. It's so important for both Shiv and Kendall, and it was very apparent in this episode, and it manifested in different ways, that they be seen as good progressives. You know, they don't, they don't believe any of that shit. They just, they just want to be, they just have a, a, a deep, deep, deep desire to be seen that way because of the na- of of the way they grew up, of the institutions with which in which they came up in, um, if you're if you're an Ivy League educated, uh, you know, uh, bourgeois person in today's day and age, and you grew up in a certain time, um, that is incredibly important to you. You don't actually care about the actual substance about any of it, but it's important for you to be seen that way. So yeah. it manifests with Shiv, where she's like. Dad, like, just give me, like, some, you know, like, just some way to like spin this as, like, you know, I'm the one that's reforming the company. Like, she like talks about, it, like, oh, I'm gonna do some real change, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, and and Kendall with the with the Z way thing, you know, that yeah. he wants to, like, he's so desperate to to appear cool to her, you yeah. know, and and with that crowd and the writers, like, hey, the geniuses, clackety clackety clack. <laughs> like, oh my god, you know? that was so cringe, and it's yeah. like. I, I feel like Kendall really dodged the bullet by not going on that show. You know, like yeah. that could have ended up really bad for him. And yeah. he's he does he's so like self unaware when he talks a lot of time. Like by the time he's at the seventh word, he doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing anymore. You know, yeah. it's just like, bro, shut the fuck up. And you know, he does that on the phone with Lisa Arthur. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're going up there like." And he's yeah. like trying to get a raid and shit. And she's like, Kendall's like, shut the fuck up. Like, just yeah. chill out. Like, let me handle this shit. And he just, he can't <laughs> stop getting out of, getting in his own way. Um, so yeah, he's just hilarious to watch. And, but sometimes it's also interesting though to see sometimes it seems like he has the situation under control or he understands the situation, whether it's like him talking to Shiv at the little gala, you know, like he's he only right feels, the- he only feels confident 
speaking, like what you're saying, like, I mean, and Jeremy Strong's performance in this is really, is really good, yeah. but he only feels confident when he's speaking to someone in his family. Right. Um, except for his dad, obviously, his but dad. even with his, <laughs> yeah. but even, but even with his, he's more comfortable talking to his dad, uh, as intimidated as he is by him, uh, and, and has complicated his relationship is with him. He's much more comfortable speaking to him than to speaking, than speaking to a writer on the Z way show. Yeah. You know, but the other thing about Kendall is that he's remarkably polished in Congress, yeah, and in the speech that ended the second season when he, yeah, flips on his dad. He has this weird ability to get set in front of a microphone with bullet points and sound cogent, yeah, which is what he was trying to put together for the Sophia Wobie show. Probably would not have gone. No. that well for him yeah. in that no. context because he's trying to have not super jokey but funny as fuck shit up yeah. there yeah he he thinks that he can like just be around normal people and talk and live and laugh and joke but he does not have a capacity for it at all so it's like he wants to go up there with any everything written and everything with bullet points which works if he's just attacking his dad or you know doing whatever but uh or, you know announcing some waystar royco uh theme park or something like that but if he's trying to go back and forth with Sophia Wobie who probably can come off the cuff with a joke that her writers didn't write and that he would be totally you know it would show all over his face yeah Kendall wouldn't do too well at Upright Citizens Brigade or the Groundlings <laughs> no. he'd yeah. be floundering out there yeah so yeah so so he's I mean like I said I think that what Shiv did was fucked up, but it actually saved him from, I think, a much worse folly. The world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up in person again. But after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal takes time. I don't know about you guys. I've been feeling overwhelmed, flustered, just avalanche, stuck under this avalanche of things I have to do and people I have to see and people I got to talk to, Zoom meetings and emails. Hell, even this ad that I'm recording right now, I forgot that I had to do it. I'm doing it from a computer that's not even mine. It's really tough to do all of this when you feel like you're trying to handle it all by yourself. Do you feel like that? If you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, guess what? You're not alone. It's important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward. We all talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, but they don't always give us the advice we need. I mean, think about it. They can't really give us unbiased feedback because they're involved in many of our interactions and how we are. What you really need is advice from a licensed professional. It can be refreshing and rewarding. When you're a low point, when you're in a low point, you might feel alone. But over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. We all need help sometimes, and asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. Here's the idea. Use Talkspace. It's great. It's easy to use. It matches you with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions, all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. The app makes it easy to connect with the therapist that is licensed and on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. Whether you're a parent, student, millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. Set goals with your therapist, and they can help make sure you're really progressing. 
Talkspace therapists help you develop the tools to cope in difficult times. It works around your schedule at your convenience. Send and receive unlimited message with send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. Schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. We've got thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with, and they're experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more to help you start feeling better. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code BOMB. That's $100 off when you use the code BOM at Talkspace.com. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. I love that the show doesn't address this super directly, but he's also clearly going through like a manic episode, you know, whereas like last season he was, he was depressive and like kind of catatonic uh, for a, a huge part of the season. Like now he's clearly like manic. He's like, Hey, Hey you, yeah, do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah. Like, you know, it's like almost like he's on cocaine all the time. Um, uh, but, but you know, it's, it's just, it's just very clearly what like the, the, the thing in Congress kind of Kick, triggered a a manic episode for him and he's just like surrounding himself by a bunch of people like throwing parties all the time like you know like uh, trying to be like the 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 cool you know whereas last season he was just kind of like moping around um in his underwear all season right and then i'll say like the character who's probably the most even killed right now who hasn't really shown that before they've you know is um roman you know like yeah 
even though he's his getting time will come <laughs> even yeah. though his his dad said some fucked up shit to him in this episode yeah. like he's sometimes he called him the f word yeah he dropped the f word the f word i haven't i haven't seen the f word in uh, mainstream american uh, uh like media pro- or t- yeah, yeah media programming in, in so long <laughs> yeah 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 and he got it yeah. off and it was just yeah. like because that's what he would say and uh um, yeah no, I mean, I thought Roman had a lot of great moments in the episode, but it seems like he's the most uh, just centered throughout everything, right? Because he's resigned to not vie for the spot today, you right. know? And obviously Shiv and Kendall are in a tete-a-tete tug of war with it, and so is Jerry and, you know, everybody else. Um, but Roman's like, cool, I'm going to just stay where I'm at, watch you guys duke it out for a couple rounds, and then try to find my little spot. So he's, yeah. he's giving putting in jabs here and there. I mean, that scene that scene with Connor and Shiv and, and Roman was my favorite of the episode. Like that was great. Shiv cooked, I think. Yeah. Or maybe right. she just heated something up. That's probably more likely. Somebody made it earlier, she just put it out. But Right. The thing with Roman is that what episode two, he didn't want to go after dad. Episode three, he doesn't want to go after Kendall, right? He's trying right. to stay out of it. Shiv said she wanted to stay out of it. Then she got nirvana So now she's coming in guns blazing. Right. When's somebody going to come for Roman? Is Kendall going to come for Roman? Is he going to burn yeah. him? Is right. Logan going to find out that he's sneaking around with Jerry and get super pissed off about that because Jerry's blacklisted now? Like, right. when, is, when is Roman going to have to make a move because someone's made an attack on him. That's what I wonder. Yeah, I think I think Jerry uh, is going to try to do something and use her alliance with Roman that's going to make him have to make a decision, you know, because that's where his conflict comes in. Everything else, he tries to really avoid conflict with everybody, and that's kind of what he told Shiv, you know, like, I'm not trying to create any extra beef with Kendall. He he taught me how to put my pee-pee in the toilet or whatever, you know? So <laughs> yeah. conveys that so well with just his body language. He just yeah, looks yeah. so uncomfortable. <laughs> just like yeah. a kid squirming in his seat, doesn't yeah. want to talk. He was like, it makes me feel unwell. Like, that was the best way to describe it. And then, of course, Connor said his Connor thing, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, who do we think out of the kids won the week? Man, I mean, the one who, I mean, again, it's it's a, it's a matter of like who be, who uh, leaves most unscathed, and it's definitely Roman. I mean, he he skated through it. I mean, he took a you know serious punch from from Logan <laughs> calling him yeah. the f word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 was nervous about that interview that he had to do with ATN, um, which is a hilarious scene with both you know both him and Shiv, like when they're taking when they're supposed to take questions from yeah. like regular people. They're like, no, 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 we don't get take yeah. these questions. Um, you get some less questiony questions, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and and that had that scene had one of my favorite lines. I, I love Hugo's performance in this episode, by the way. Um, but yeah, when he was like Shiv or someone like Shiv, right. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah or exactly. like we feel these are the questions they really wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's the best. Fisher Stevens man, fucking yeah. legend. Uh, yeah. I love him mouthing along. We get it when Shiv yeah. is giving her speech at the, at the town hall meeting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's our new tagline. It's like I like it. It's funky, um, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, uh, the the Shiv Kendall thing, which I bo- which by the way I think Kendall is slightly like 
slightly on top because simply because he's not allied with Logan and and it ends with the FBI raid. I mean, yeah. that's really the big thing. That's the swing. Um, but it was kind of like that scene in Inglorious Bastards where they're like, you know, one with the gun and, you know, with Michael Fassbender has the gun on 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 the German, on the Nazis' balls. And <laughs> the other guy has his yeah. yeah, the other one has the gun pointed at him. And it's like, okay, we're just going to fucking shoot each other and we're both going to die. Yeah. Uh, because it was like a, a mutually assured destruction. Um, but yeah, the FBI uh, came in and those are the guys you don't tell. <laughs> don't fuck don't off. Tell, yeah, you don't tell yeah, them to fuck they, off. They don't fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like Kendall got what he wanted. You know, I hate. I think I may have get, given Kendall two out of the three weeks already, but like, you know, he's in prime position. He's in pole position right now. Like, he definitely killed Shiv off with the with the Nirvana song. Um, he's got Logan flustered. I mean. You know, he didn't go that, on Sophia Wobie's show. He didn't go yeah. on the show, which was a great call. You know, he's right. got his his little chick by his side. Greg's still rolling with him. He didn't he, buy Greg the watch. He didn't buy Greg which, the watch. Which, by the way, was it incredible? <laughs> I mean, like, like that's not going to come back to bite him in the ass. You know, like that forty thousand dollar move. Maybe is like be not nice to Greg. Greg, yeah. Crazy yeah. Idea. It's like I don't. Yeah, wild idea. Like no one sees yet that Greg is the one that is the the, the nexus of information that he knows everything all the time. Yeah. Um, but and Kendall, there's the great scene where Kendall. <laughs> He's talking to Lisa Arthur. He's like, "Well, what do you think? We can, can we get a raid?" And Lisa Arthur's like, "I like I'm just a fucking lawyer, dude. Like I'm not like the I'm not James Comey, the fucking director of the FBI." Yeah. And he's like, he's, and he gives her a look like, "Oh, okay, you know, yeah. like yeah, sure, yeah. okay, Puts a couple buttons, you know? yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah." And she's like, "What do you mean? Like this is yeah. not a thing, dude." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, but, like. But, but the crazy thing is that he eventually gets what he wants, you know, yeah, and it's it, like yeah. it wasn't. Obviously, Lisa Arthur, we don't know yet, but, you know. It's uh, most likely because of Logan's outburst to Michelle Ann, which was yeah, just he, a he terrible lost his decision temper. on yeah. his part. And yeah. he really, really shouldn't have done that. He was basically yeah. ambushing her. Yeah, and, and, her. and he lost his temper. He lost his cool and, yeah. and made a threat. And she was like, okay, fuck you. Uh, yeah, because when he went... Right, 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 right. I was like, oh, bro, like, you just took this to the, <laughs> like, you just insulted the fuck out of her. And then he turned up on her even more. And she was like, okay, motherfucker, like, I got your ass. Like, you know, yeah. uh, it was funny, though. She was on a show called The Bunker, which I thought was like a perfect, uh, like, Fox News, MSNBC type yeah. of, like, political talk show. You know who else had a bunker? Who? Adolf Hitler. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. You can't be fiddling around with your thing down there talking about, hold up. It just never usually happens to me. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes so that you can as well. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M right now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. As I said, this is very common. 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience it. ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman system is completely confidential, totally discreet. There are no logos or labels on the packages. 
With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Don't go to some weird waiting room looking at these other guys that have God knows what kind of issues going on with them. Having people judge you. Don't do that, man. Just go online. Complete your online visit today. Connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. Take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Make sure you're Roman ready. You know what? Your partner will thank you. They have a dog named Mondale. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Thomas Schiff. It's just the funniest thing. Walter Mondale, one of the biggest losers in American political history. Obviously ran against Reagan in 1984 and lost 49 states. Like, wow. Think about that today. Think about a presidential election in which he won one state in a presidential election. He won his home state of, of Minnesota, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who uh, else's was... home state that is? <laughs> Tom Wamsgans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that there makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, know, I, I was like, I knew Tom gave the dog the name because I was like, Shiv would never do that. But yeah. I was like, why Shiv would doesn't he even name... own a dog. Right. I was like, why would he name the dog Mondale? But that makes sense. Tom yeah. is, he's a strange, strange man. Yeah. I mean, he's just a, he's a, he's a, uh, He's a guy who eats shit, which is what Walter Mondale did. <laughs> right, you right. know, uh, and pantyhose apparently. Yeah. Um, so, do, so do we think that Tom is actually putting himself in front of the firing line? Like, I, there's a sneaking suspicion on my part that, like, he, that he it, might be playing a double a double he, game. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's done with Shiv's shit. Um, you know, he wants he obviously wants to protect himself. He's been looking at his life you know, long-term and saying, I'm just a boy from this. I couldn't have fantasized about being where he is now. So I'm sure he doesn't want to lose it. And he's like, I could just work at another company. Why do I have to, you know, this could be my first wife. I can move on my life. I'm not embroiled in this in the same way these people are. And he might be talking to the FBI because even the way he talked, he spoke to Kendall, it was like some mafia shit. Like, did you, because I heard, you know, like we both saw the papers type of thing. And I'm like, okay, there's something that maybe, a foot there. And, and once again, like, it, you know, they, they're all so afraid to just speak to Logan Roy as an equal. Right. Um, because when, when Tom approaches Logan and he's like meekly like, Hey, uh, so, uh, sort of like if maybe you would, it would be like helpful. I don't know. Maybe I could be like the guy who maybe goes to, I don't know, maybe prison, you know, Logan's like, what's your angle, Tom? You know, like, and if you mm-hmm. would have just told him, like yeah. Logan again would have respected it, you know. He yeah. would have been like, "Okay, great, let's work something out." You know, like, "What do you want? Ten million dollars? Fifty million? Whatever." You know, like, yeah. um, "We'll figure something out." Uh, but he, they, they can't do it. You know, they're so intimidated by him that they can't do it. Yeah, um, I think so- one of the most interesting parts of the show now that we've gotten out of the contiguous first two episodes that were kind of all yeah. domino affecting from the first ep- from the season finale last year is yeah. really the scenes that we don't get. Mm-hmm. We don't see Tom meet his guy. Right, right. We don't get that scene. Greg decides to go buy a watch and get wasted all night 
So yeah. if Greg had gone, maybe we would have gotten it. But to try to hook up with Dasha from Red Scare, <laughs> <laughs> certainly doing better than he was last yeah. time. He, his yeah, game yeah. has progressed. She saw him by the watch and shit. Even though yeah. she had to teach him how to wind it. But Tom is up to something. He's definitely yeah. making moves. The yeah. fact that his phone call gets interrupted and then we don't go back to it. They're leaving that hanging on purpose. Tom yeah. got some he, interesting advice. Yeah, the way yeah. that Tom even talked to Greg when he said to him um, he wanted to make sure that they were telling the exact same story, that their stories matched right. up. It was right. like, you must be talking to somebody about talking <laughs> and yeah. and going into court and what that means and you know, that definitely means your co-conspirator, who is Greg, having a story that lines up with yours so you can maintain whatever deal that you've struck. That's yeah. what it seems like to me, you know? So we'll see. The other thing I, want, I found funny, the, the, the journalism dinner that they go to for the, committee, for the committee and uh, to protect and welfare of journalists or whatever, um, the Committee for the Welfare and Protection of Journalists or whatever, that's based on a real organization called the CPJ, the Committee to Protect Journalists, and they do an annual gala in New York, which I've been to two times. Um, nice. And it is like a glitzy as fuck, uh, you know, all the celebs are here, all the high society of New York is here. But it is like a, they are like a genuine, genuinely good organization that does like incredible work uh, to protect journalists all over the world. Um, but it, it, it's, they have to do this kind of thing um, to grovel to all the, the, you know, bajillionaires of New York and, and kind of play to their uh, vanity. And it's just so perfect that the Roy's would be like, this would be like their big thing, you know, like, and he's going to speak at the, at the thing. And, you know, like, and that's like, and, and that's another, just another thing uh, that, gives them a social standing which is what they care about most beyond having money you know like obviously they they like the money the money is they don't want to be poor but they can't enjoy the money they can't enjoy the fruits of the money i mean connor to some degree enjoys it although it drives him crazy because he has to like keep consuming more and more and more and he like as maze as you shared reminded us that you dropped five hundred thousand on a fake napoleon dick um but uh um the other people they just they can't enjoy it they have these amazing apartments they have these ama- they, they can't really enjoy it because they yeah. crave social standing so badly um that's the that's the thing that keeps them going if not they're bored and miserable and yeah uh and they hate themselves <laughs> i think that's exemplified by kendall's apartment scene right we yeah. see he's in this amazing apartment that i yeah. mean 99.9 percent of people would die to live yeah. there for His a year bathroom alone <laughs> yeah is better than my apartment exactly you know? and it's like he can't wait to go because he wants to go fuck some shit up <laughs> and yeah. it's like yeah. bro like you're not even enjoying none of this shit. You know, he's he's on his he's he's got that view, right? That's how great the scene is. He's got that amazing view and they show him looking at his small ass phone of somebody making fun of him. And that's more entertaining For like the to seventh him. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that been jerking is, off to it all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, his his sociopathy is is really just out there. Um I can't <laughs> say though I think that's a pretty natural human thing that when something becomes your every day, you don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right. So he no, wakes up true. to that every single morning. That's just yeah. the view. Like it, it's not yeah. exciting the 1500th time. I mean, when we were kids, I mean, I don't know when I, I would get a toy, like some fucking car or some sh- like a little toy car or something. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then like, you know, after a while, I'm like, I can't even look at it. Like it's just sitting in a bin somewhere. 
you know? novelty wears uh, off. You got to unbox a new toy, Nando. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, that's the conceit. I mean, that's like why the Epstein thing, you know, was a thing. It's like that at a certain point, they got to, they got to, you know, up the ante they got to, to get their rocks off uh, yeah. or like, you know, things like, I mean, there's always, that's always been, there's been a million movies about like how the rich get so bored that they need to hunt humans for sport, like yeah. uh, the past or future, uh, future cinema months, hunting month. Oh, there you go. The most dangerous um, game. Or squid game, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing is like that they just, after a while, like banging Swedish <laughs> models gets old and you need to, you need, you need something harder. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So what are we uh, what are we choosing for our favorite lines this episode? Uh, in there's another, two in another line similar to last week's. Roman had a great one that was when he tells Logan that it wasn't him that went fishing with him; it was Connor. You know, single, multi-use, happy childhood memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, single serving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was um, great that was a great moment <laughs> i like the pair of connor lines one that was like uh, uh you know they always use that picture of me <laughs> with a ponytail when they yeah. want to make me look bad mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just like yeah. imagining connor with like uh, like some ponytail loser presidential in, like, candidate connor roy <laughs> right. right guy playing hacky that, sack <laughs> yeah exactly that and when he's like i need some sucky suck on my dicky dick or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, this yeah. is so fucking yeah. weird to say to your fucking sister <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that was nuts man like yeah. yeah he was like i'm gonna need some considerations he said my uh he said i don't want to be a bitch but my signature is valuable real estate and valuable giving- <laughs> real estate my signature is valuable real estate which is got. such a great connor line yeah yeah and i'm not giving yeah. it away for free well, my line was from that same scene. It was from Roman. And he tells Shiv, take me to Reason Court and fucking sue me. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, just, yeah. That was the best line of the show for me. Yeah. I laughed out loud when he said it. I was like, that was the perfect Roman response. It was just fucking hilarious. And uh, my favorite line based on delivery was Drunk Tom. Mm-hmm. Mondale's not well. Mondale's <laughs> unsettled. Yeah. yeah. Or he's like, what, what does he say to her? He's like, uh, he's like, uh, we can't leave him here. Like after the help is gone or yep. something. Like, or you can't leave can't your leave panties stuff lying around. Yeah, you can't leave your panties lying around after the help is gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to bring up one more line though um, that that Shiv says uh, that's funny and it also kind of like brings where she is in the show all together when. Um, Hugo says we get it. He announces it or whatever in the room, and Rogan, uh, Roman makes fun of the line, and then Shiv says we get it already. Stop moaning about the rapes, and it's like <laughs> we forget that Shiv actually talked to uh, one of their victims and got her to not testify. Yeah, to back and down. like yeah, and Shiv like played coy with Kendall last week. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like you're directly involved in this. Like you actually are somebody who was causing harm to these people. And then Logan basically like mirroring her bullshit with him saying like, Oh, I will. I didn't, uh, I didn't check my emails. (laughs) Like, like, you know, and they're basically lying to each other and like, they kind of find comfort in lying to each other. You see in that scene, like, yeah, like, yeah, you're full of shit. I'm full of shit in the same kind of corporate way. Like, cool like that's how they like to play together and so in that way i feel like shiv might be moving up a little bit with logan because you know he she knows how to handle the dirty business the way he likes it i guess yeah 
There was another great moment between Kendall and I think it was with Dasha, uh, the publicist, and and when 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 after Shiv's letter gets published, she's like, "Oh, but they're you know, they're not going to talk about that because it's it's private, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, but it's it's not, you know." And he's like, "No, no, no but it's like about, about private. It's like, yeah, but it's like out there. It's it's, it's no longer private. Like they can fucking talk about it, you know. There's no like there's no rule that says that they can't talk about it, exactly. which is hilarious because Kendall is nominally." A media mogul, you know, like uh, right. the, the fucking Zion of the most powerful media mogul in the universe. Yeah. Um, and they own a, a giant television station and newspapers all around the world. And uh, and he bought Valter, uh, this new like uh, new media journalism outfit. And he doesn't understand that, like, once something's out there, it's out there, dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it, it seemed... It was crazy when the, you know, whoever it was, the EP or the AD, uh, you know, talks yeah. to him in the hallway. I mean, that's the, the moment that brings this, the, the episode down on Kendall. Everything's tumbling down because you see he has that that crazy smile where he's accepting the reality, but he's really sad on the inside. It's like that meme where the person has like the smiley face on the front. Yeah. It's like they're crying. on, And that's what was going on in his, in his soul. You could just see it. It's like. Like you're saying, dude, you are a media mogul. You know how all of this stuff works. You know how television works. Why are you acting so surprised and letting these people see you go through this? Like, you don't have to put yourself through this, man. Well, because they go on ATN and they could just tell, the like that scene with Roman, where the producer's like, well, it would violate our, our ethical thing to, you know, disclose the questions. And Roman's like, shut the fuck up. Just tell me the questions. And he's <laughs> exactly. like, okay, fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> So where yeah. do we where do we think is next episode is going? Now that the, the FBI is raided, I mean, I'm guessing we're going to see some 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 government shit, some hearings, some backlash, some uh, fallout to what they found in there. Uh, yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna expand and bring back uh, the long arm of the law, right? Right. Well, I, I think we saw I saw Adrian Brody in the preview. It's time for Adrian Brody. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to see the investor from Boston. Is that what he is? And it looks like they're sending both Kendall and Logan there together. Father yeah. and son reunited. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that in the preview that father and son, which will be exciting to see them face to face. Uh, for the first time since the since the big betrayal. Well, that's it, guys. That's our episode of Machiavellian Fucks, our succession recap podcast. Excited for episode four. We'll be back next Friday. Fernando Vila, Anthony Mays, and Jason Madison, we are out. Oh.